I still sound like an echo, no? Hello? Seven. <laughs> help. Help. help, help. <laughs> this is what it has to sound like. All echoey because there's just nothing going on. I'm done with you. There's always plenty going on up there in Seven Brain. Probably. Seven Brain! Welcome to Bay Street, the podcast with color, reminding you that you are human and that's okay. No apologies needed. I am Seven Murray. And I am Bespoke It. And here we discuss life from our unique perspectives and our struggles with adulting. Speaking of adulting, Seven, how are you today? Um, phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hanging in, hanging in there with uh, this whole uh, shelter in place with the Rona and everything. It's a little bit of a struggle. Uh, it's been three weeks since I've been uh, isolated at home, um, and now it's kind of giving me island fever a little bit. But hanging in there, trying to make the best of it. How about you? Um, I'm better today. Yesterday, I had a little bit of an anxiety breakdown moment um, when I realized that the state of Georgia will officially be on lockdown as of tonight. And um, we hadn't gone to the grocery store in like a week. Um and I hate grocery shopping. It's something that even when, when times are good, I don't like to do. I do too. I don't like it either. Unless, you know what I, I will say, I do like, I enjoy grocery shopping with a friend because then it's fun. Yes. By myself, I'm like, I get this, get this, get this, get out. And then I end up forgetting a bunch of crap. And I'm like, well, now I'm looking for some snacks. Then I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I personally just like, don't like it at all. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about it with a friend. Like I used to grocery shop with my friends in college, but um, now that I've grown up, I don't really get the opportunity to grocery shop with friends ever. But anyway, okay. let me rephrase. You've okay. never gone grocery shopping with me and grocery shopping with me is fun. That is not true. I went grocery shopping with you once on crutches that's, and that was only that's, funny. That's because I, I almost slipped and died. <laughs> that was terrible. I almost had a lawsuit. Man, I could have come into some money. Anyways, uh, I did get kicked out of Target uh, for making a cart train with strangers. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was with three other friends, four other friends maybe, and we created our own cart train with our friends sitting inside of the cart. And then as we were making this train, these strangers, because we were having fun laughing and being goofy, and these strangers started attaching themselves to our train. And it ended up being like 10 carts. Dude. <laughs> we obviously started it. We were asked to uh, <clears throat> to quickly leave. So uh, we left, but... Uh, that was a lot of fun. I love I love shopping or grocery shopping with friends or it's just fun, you know? Just feel like a kid. Mm. Well, I for one don't like it. Um I never have. Even when I was a kid, I did not like grocery shopping because it just brings up a lot of anxiety for me. Um and so knowing that it's like crap, now we have to go get stuff before like everything is off the shelves and people are going to be crowding in there and like we don't know who has the virus, we don't know who doesn't. And, you know, can I even afford to get all the stuff that we need? Like, what am I going to do? Man, I wish I didn't have to go to the grocery store. And then right after that, right as I'm having this internal like battle with myself, my dad walks in with all these grocery bags. And then I realized like, dad, if you would have told me that you were going to the grocery store, I could have told you the things that I needed. And then I wouldn't have had to go to the grocery store. In fact, I'm pretty sure 
that I told you the last time you went to the store to let me know the next time you're going to the store so that you could get stuff for us. <laughs> and then he comes back with all this stuff that like I can't even eat because I have all these intolerances. And I just like, got, got, I just cried. If I were your dad, I'd be like, you know what? You don't live here. Get out. <laughs> get your own freaking groceries. I just cried. <laughs> I just so, cried in my room. It's funny because I feel I, I feel bad because I feel like my dad felt bad. So this morning when he was getting ready to leave, he's like, I'm leaving. This is where I'm going. I said, That's okay, so dad, cute. be safe. What a, what a nice dad. I'd have been like, no, screw you. And I would have left you a note saying screw you. So You're horrible. It would have been funny. Anyway, um... <laughs> So yeah, but I, I'm way better today. I'm realizing that my my workflow is more of like an evening, like late afternoon, evening kind of workflow. Like that's when I get into the groove of my day. Um, I got up early this morning and I didn't have anything to do because my mom, I've been you know, training my mom, um, you know, doing some physical fitness training with her and uh, she's a teacher. So she has to work from like seven to 11 on the computer. They're going into spring break this week. So she won't, she'll be off for this week. So we work out when she's done, but I don't have any motivation to get out of the bed before it's time to work out with her. So when I got up this morning at like seven 30, I didn't have anything to do. And I had things to do, you know, like this podcast and I have writing projects and different things to do like creative wise, but my creative flow is not functioning first thing in the morning. In fact, I don't really even get the, the, the get up and go to get things done until after I work out. So I was just like going in and out of sleep just because I could all morning. And then I got up and worked out with my mom and didn't actually get my day started. Like we worked, we started working out at like 1030. We worked out for an hour and then I, you know, got myself cleaned up and um, had a conference call with a friend uh, at one and then ate something and then started, you know, quote unquote, working my quote unquote job. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it wasn't until about four o'clock where the creative flow kind of like kicked in and I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's get some things happening. I'm feeling it. And then my, my internet decides to be real slow, which put a damper on my creative juices. <laughs> um, but Anyway, that's how I'm doing today. Um, I'm finally feeling in the groove of getting stuff done, which is really interesting. It leads into the topic of our podcast for the day. <laughs> what are you doing with all this time on your hands? That's our title. You know, I've had a couple of days to think about this particular podcast. And on different days, different things pop up with what I'm doing with my time. Sometimes I feel extremely productive and I'm like, you know what? I'll mow the lawn. I'll do some laundry. I'll... I did clear uh, the top shelf of my closet uh, yesterday. So that was nice. And I find myself doing all these random, these random tasks and not really doing something that I really need to do. Um, it's just, it's terrible. I redid my bed, fluffed my pillows. You know what I mean? Like I'll just do these, these arbitrary, these arbitrary tasks instead of researching and reading uh, the things that I need to be reading in order to do research. Um, almost everything else, but the thing that I, I or the things that I really should be doing I'm doing things that um, aren't necessary you know especially with the amount of time that we now have uh, at home I should be far more productive but I am certainly not but I am playing with my dog more and that's fun he knows how to catch a frisbee now what about you what have you been doing um I have been doing a lot of spending time with my family, which I'm really grateful for. I tell you, I think I've said this before also on a previous recording of our shenanigans together. I'm so super thankful for just perfect timing. 
um, I was living in California. And then two weeks before the shutdown, I moved, not knowing that there was an outbreak of coronavirus, you know, sweeping the globe. It just so happened that I, I found myself in a situation where I didn't have any choice but to move back home to Atlanta with my family. And no, I mean, two weeks after I get here, all hell breaks loose around the world. And then three weeks after I get here, they shut down the state of California. Yeah, 2020 is now canceled. Exactly. <laughs> That's our next podcast. <laughs> oh, so stay tuned. This is stay exciting. <laughs> and so the cool thing is uh, my big brother and his family, they live 15 minutes down the street. I live, now I live with my parents. Um, and so for me personally, just feeling like I can keep eyes on everybody. And my twin brother, he's not far from from where we are either feeling like I'm home. I can keep tabs on everybody. I see my, uh, my nephews. I have four, um, sorry, three little nephews. Oh, my, my oldest nephew is not little. He's, he's going to be 14 this year. Dear Jesus, help me. He's so big now. Um, and then my niece just, you know, lives with my brother down the road. And then, um, so being able to just, I do random things now. Like I cook full three course meals for my family and we take turns going back and forth to each other's houses to like eat all this food that between me I'm cooking over here and my sister-in-law is cooking over there so yeah there's been a lot of time with my mom on the couch just watching a random movie and talking and then my dad will come in and just sit there and eat and just watch the movie with us and then go about his life which has been really dope I've been doing a lot of reading. I started reading Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, like two years ago when it first came out. And I call it my leisure book because I only read it when I have like time to sit and read. And I haven't had any time to like sit and read in forever. So now I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this is super inspiring. I love this book. Every time I get a chance to pick it up and read it, like I post on social media, like, hey, I'm picking up my book again. Except I didn't do that this time because I'm like, I don't really want to be on social media. That's one thing I'm not doing a lot of. I'm not doing a lot of social media, social media-ing because I really don't like social media. I use it out of necessity, um, you know, for my artist profiles and, you know, all these other endeavors we got going on and to keep up with a few people. But the people that I really want to keep up with, I keep up with them over the phone. I keep up with them over FaceTime. So I don't really need to you know, put a bunch of stuff on social media to tell people how I'm doing. So what are, what are some of the things that you haven't been doing that you probably should be doing? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I should be doing way more writing. Um, I'm looking at my, my list of projects of things to complete this year and (laughs) it's a long list. And I'm looking at that list being like, you know, a nap sounds good. (laughs) Um, I should be doing a lot more writing than I'm actually doing. Um, But I feel like one of the reasons I'm not like pushing it right now is because my regular life is constantly forcing things out. I got to get this out. I'm on this deadline. I got to get this out. I'm on Mm -hmm. this deadline. And so right now where everything is just kind of stopped, where there are no deadlines, I'm just kind of enjoying it. Before Before I quit my corporate job, I was always tracking to two deadlines. I was tracking to deadlines at my job and I was tracking to my creative deadlines at my, you know, my personal job, which is being an artist. I was tracking to all of these creative and, um, you know, volunteer deadlines, setting up events for this. And, you know, this person needs that. And we're, we're recording this over here. And, you know, this piece is being performed over there. And this conference is happening in Florida and all over the place. And so now with everything stopped, there's no corporate job and all of my events for the next three months are canceled. So I'm like, for the first time in years, I don't have to do anything. No one's making me. There's no deadline. And, you know, my own deadlines are just 
you know, guidelines, right. you know, like this, like he, like he says on um, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, <laughs> oh, what about the code? Keep to the code. It's like, ah, it's more like guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so forcing myself to keep to that, those, those deadlines is really difficult. Um, so yeah, I think I'd say, um, like if you could see this list of running things that need to get done on my wall right now, I have websites to update. I have, you know, like I said, projects to write, I have workshops to write. I have, um, a book I'm working on and I should be doing way more writing and I am not. I hear you there. I'm in the same boat, but you know, I think, uh, life has a way of wedging certain things in and like any good wedge it separates uh, and i think that's kind of what's what's been a little bit more of a kink in my in my chain right now um in terms of being productive with the things that i need to be doing um i just need to find i need to find a place in my head to remove that wedge and just kind of get going on something anything even if it's not the exact writing that i need to be doing i just need a maybe even find like a fun prompt and just start to write and things will start coming back. So I just got to sit down and get out of my head. Sometimes you got to get out of your head to do the things that you need to be doing when you're in your head too much, it kind of paralyzes you to do, to move, to move forward or to, Oh man, I, that happens to me often. Join the club. I have a question. Yeah. If everything had not come to a grinding halt, what would you be doing? Oh, definitely working out. I miss working out. Um, it's been three, at least three weeks since I worked out. Um, I had the Rona for a little while. Um, I could barely walk up like the flight of stairs that we have here without, without feeling, without feeling like I ran about four hundred thousand miles. Um, without water, so I was extremely dehydrated. I was exhausted, fatigued, still recovering, uh, and I think I want to give myself the rest of this weekend um, before before I start doing like home workouts, little home workouts and things like that. So I would definitely be working out. I would be looking for full-time jobs. Um, right now I'm working part-time as a fitness specialist. Um, and the people that I work with are, are amazing. They're great. Um, I had started making friends and we were going rock climbing and doing all sorts of stuff. And I think they, it just, oh man, there's a word I'm looking for. It abruptly removed all of that <laughs> so quickly. Uh, kind of felt blindsided by it. Mm -hmm. um, and in the beginning, I was thinking, oh, this isn't going to last very long. You know, it, it'll it'll blow over. No, it's this is the end of the world. <laughs> Seriously, I honestly feel like 2020, everybody had, I, okay, let me tell you a short, a side story. When I was um, 16 or whenever 2001, I think I was 16, 17, 17. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder what 2020 is going to be like. I wonder what's, what I'm going to be doing in 20 years in my life. And um, who knew? <laughs> you know, and then all the people who made resolutions to travel more, to get out. And I'm like, oh, joke's on you. 2020 had other plans. Sucka. Yeah, 2020. You can, travel, you can travel around your home to different rooms, make little destinations, you know, a little floor plan, <laughs> you know, island O living room. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> No kidding. It's really uh, funny yeah. you say that because the other day I was literally just wandering around the house and I just wandered into the living room. My mom was working and I just walked up to her and stood there. She goes, yeah, is everything okay? I said, yeah, I'm bored and I'm five. So I just decided to come find my mom. 
Oh. I just did not know what to do. I was like, I already wandered around the living room twice and I, I didn't know what else to do. So I just came to stand next to you. She's like, okay. And the other day she was in the, she was um like, she was just work, just doing her hair just because she and I do this thing. Like we're not going anywhere, but we just need to feel like we're being productive today. So like I'll put on a full face of makeup and just get all dressed up and do her <laughs> hair. And I just wasn't feeling it. She was like, I, I just need to do my hair today because I just need to, you know, have control over something. And so I just sat on the floor in the bathroom and watched her do her hair because I had nothing else to do with my life at the moment. Huh. Yeah. You know, I find that showering is a feat on its own. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, today I'm going to shower yeah. and I'm going to wash my hair. <laughs> your, hair Go looks, me. your hair looks fabulous, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. It takes a good 41 minute shower for this. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it's uh, man, the... I would have never expected this and the way in which we're all handling um, certain things. Um, I think one of the things that we have on here is something that has completely stopped. Um, and like I already mentioned, like working out and things like that. And can't really think of anything that's completely stopped that won't ever go back to normal. To be honest with you, I don't know if I'm going to get my job back because we've a lot of us have been furloughed. And I think that coming to terms with the fact that I might not be working there anymore is just the weirdest feeling to me. Uh, it kind of, it's a little depressing because uh, those are really great people to work with. Um, and it kind of just sucks knowing that maybe this is, this is, this is it for my time in Virginia. I might be moving somewhere else. By the time this is all over, I might be somewhere else. So it kind of sucks. Can't even say goodbye um, properly. It's just kind of like, well, you know, kind of put a huge speed bump in everything. So that's kind of weird for me to think about, you know, because it's really hard finding really good people and it's really hard finding a, a, a solid community to work with. That's, that's, I think that's pretty, pretty rare and scarce to find in the workforce. So when all of this is over, uh, what are some things that'll go back to normal for you? Um, I think I, let me start with talking about the things that have come to a halt and then I can, I'll go into that for me. The biggest thing that's come to an absolute halt for me is, um, my job search. Like I was working on getting back into my corporate life as a project manager, um, slash coordinator for, um, for, you know, new building projects. And I had some really good prospects on the horizon everywhere from like corporate, real estate and um, property management to um, nonprofit community development work. I was, you know, had some good things going and then everything stopped because everybody's projects are now on hold. All of my job interviews went on hold. Everything just stopped. So my plan was to be like, um, it's like after, you know, the six months of doing a lot of volunteer work and kind of running my own um, art, art endeavor, which has been really great. Um, I wanted to get back to balancing both my corporate life and my artist life. I was really looking forward to that. And now that's kind of on, you know, pause. Um, so I'm hoping that that gets back to normal. I'm really hoping that gets back to normal because I, I love being an artist. But one thing that I don't want, I don't ever want to feel like I'm like fully relying on my art to support me. You know, if it ever gets there, then great. But I don't want to like force that to happen. I really actually like my corporate job status. I like my corporate project management development pro, uh, coordination jobs. I enjoyed it. So I'm hoping to be able to get back to that. I hope that goes back to normal. Something that I don't think will go back to normal. I just don't know if the world 
will go back to normal. It's something I've been talking to my mom a lot about, just the way our country has shifted under this particular political regime and how um, the cracks in the system have been so obvious now that there's nothing to hide them. Everything is in chaos. And so there's nothing to hide all the glaring cracks in our system and the issues that are present. I don't think that life is going to go back to just normal after this. And so for me, because I realized that there, there are a lot of things that people have just either been oblivious to or blatantly ignoring that they can no longer be oblivious to and ignore. And because of that, there's a lot of status quo living that just won't go back to normal. And so because of that, everything is going to change. And I don't necessarily know what those things are right now, but I'm sure we will begin to see them uh, once everything quote unquote gets back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll, I think I think there's no longer a normal to get back to. I think that went out the window a month ago. Particularly when you think about this virus, how it's uh, you know you don't know if you have it, it's, you don't know who has it, you don't know if you're passing it along. You know, it's just like any virus, really. And I think that to me is the interesting thing. There are other viruses in the world that people are passing around that they don't even know they're passing around, mm-hmm. and people have just kind of lived oblivious of it you know, even though there have been some serious issues. And now everyone's so hyper aware. I wonder what effect this is going to have on, you know, our, our gathering spaces, our relationships with people. What it, what is the new code of conduct going to be when you meet people? Do we still shake hands or do we not? Do we, you know, hug our friends or do we not? Like, what do we do? So that for me, I'm still wondering about. Well, I don't think, like, I, I think I mentioned at some other point in one of our conversations that um, there was the uh, H1N1, the Ebola, the anthrax, like all these things that people were afraid of. And I think for a while we had to adjust to those things. And so the way we n- navigated through life was a little bit different, but I think everything kind of curves back around to what we're already accustomed to. Um, I think certainly, I certainly think things will actually change in a lot of different ways, but I think at some point the paranoia is going to settle down. I, I, uh, this whole <laughs> this whole being on lockdown and shelter in place feels like a, a curfew. It's like mm-hmm. feeling like you're 14 all over again that I want to sneak out and be like, let me go hang out with some friends. One of my friends did invite me to go hang out today. I was I was taking a shower and I was thinking to myself I was like man I really do want to hang out <laughs> but my adult side is like uh I gotta be responsible because I don't if I get it again I don't want to pass it to somebody else and or and I don't want to be worse there's all these things that came all the risk factors that came popping up in my head and I'm like man I just want to hang out with people <laughs> this sucks <laughs> yeah um really wanted to be 14 again and not give a crap I hear that not that I didn't give a crap when I was 14 because I probably would have gotten beat from my mom but still one thing that I do really want to get back to normal, though, is the gym. But I'm kind of wondering, you know, even what that will look like, getting back to being around people like that. Because I know as a person who works out regularly, like five to six times a week in the gym, sweaty and gross with everybody else, we know that the gym is a disgusting place. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think if you haven't had something already like MRSA, mm-hmm. I think you're going to be fine. And honestly, I'm... I'm for me in my head, the risk is so worth it because I highly enjoy working out and that's what I want to do. And if I get sick, I freaking get sick, but I want to work out and I, and I miss it so much because it makes, it makes me feel far more productive with my day leading up to that. It's almost like a reward for all the things that I was able to do throughout the day. I get to go work out and then I eat 
like two meals when I get home and then shower and then go to bed. You know what I mean? So I, I just need to work out. I just need to work out because <laughs> it's driving me crazy. I hear you. Uh, I, I'm really actually glad um, to be able to, you know, work out with my mom because she's my motivation to get my butt up and like move and do stuff and, you know, could keep up with my workout regimens and keep updating my, um, I keep a running list of, of workouts that I've put together. She keeps me motivated to work out. I mean, to keep those things going because she's, you know, she's counting on me to, to be prepared, Mm -hmm. which has been great. Um, for me, when I work out on my own, going to the gym is my motivation to get myself together, to keep myself together. Um, so not having that I'm at the gym, I'm surrounded by other people. Like I get energy from all those other people in the same space, you know, pumping iron and grunts, yeah. doing all that. So not having that has been really difficult for me, but working with her has helped me keep that kind of going. Right. Um, so uh, I am grateful for that, but I do miss like all the other sweaty bodies in the gym. I miss it. I know it's gross, but I, I absolutely love it. You work out in the morning though, right? I do. And the reason I work out first thing is because I need it to kickstart my day. It's literally like the, it's like the cat, the gasoline in my tank to get the, mm-hmm. to get my car going every day. See, and I can't, I can't, I can't work out in the morning. It makes me feel like I just need to go home and take a nap. I need to eat a bunch, take a nap and then call it a day. That's why I work out at night. Um, because it's the end of my day. Yeah. And this is how I want, to, regardless of how my day went, I want to go to the gym and feel good about myself and feel good about my day and feel it's almost, it's a, it's a decompression for me. Yeah. I get to, whatever happened throughout the day, um, I, I get there and it's, I get to decompress. It's my time and it's, and it's for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I get to end my day like that. And that's how oh, I just love it. I just love it. I miss the gym. Oh, look at us. We miss the gym. I do. I miss the gym and home workouts clearly aren't the same. They're not. Oh my God. They're not. Cause there's something, there's just something about like the weights and being around people. There's a, there's a unspoken camaraderie, yep. you know, with other people yep. that are working out in the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's definitely an unspoken camaraderie there you know so hey there do you have something to say something you're passionate about that you want everyone to hear well then it's time for you to start your own podcast and anchor is here to help with Anchor, you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's easy, and it's everything. Um, what else we got? Planning for the future. Um, how do you plan for the future when you're surrounded by uncertainty? Um, you can't. <laughs> you gotta hope for the best. Plan for the you know, best. shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Hope for the best. Because yeah, if this whole thing hasn't taught you that you really can't plan, because mm-hmm. life will, <laughs> life has other plans. There's what can you do? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can prepare to the best of your ability. Um, 
and again, hope for hope for the best and hope that it works out. And I, I feel for everybody's everybody that's in a harder position than I am because I don't have kids and I can't even imagine. And I've been reading a lot of articles in the news about people who uh, April just came, April 1st, and everybody has to pay rent and um, landlords are struggling and tenants are struggling and um, this whole stimulus package, whatever, you may or may not get it. There's just a whole lot of things going on. And I, I think in that way, it's going to get so much worse for people because this is really only the beginning of the month. Bills are coming up. And if you don't have a savings account, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Even with a savings account, you're still, you're still still screwed. screwed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have family, I know I have a lot of friends who don't have family um, to help them. Um, Especially if they have, if they're a single parent, have kids, they don't have anybody to watch their kids while they're at school. Like that junk is hard. Yeah. Like, what do you do? What do you do with your baby child? (laughs) What do you do? Yeah. And I don't know about there in Virginia, but here in Georgia, school has been canceled for the rest of the year. And when I say canceled, I mean, they're still doing like online classes, but they're not going to be opening the school buildings until August, maybe depending on, you know, what's happening with this whole flattening the curve thing. So you got parents who now have to decide, I got to go to, if I can go back to work, what do I do with you little, little person? Mm -hmm. Um, That's a whole, you know, two, three months of of things that I hadn't planned on figuring out how to take care of you. And then that's not even talking about, you know, if we get to the summer and things are still AWOL, if, you know, the, the summer programs that kids go to are going right, to be available yeah. and all this stuff. The so camps and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there's a whole lot of uncertainty out there um, for parents. I know for me personally, I am so thankful. And I, I, <laughs> I love children. I think they're wonderful. I love my nieces. I love my niece and my nephews dearly. Um, but if I had to figure out what to do with them every day, I don't know if my own sanity could handle it. Like, I think my brother and his, and his, and his wife are superheroes and they only have, um, they're actually expecting a new baby. I'm so excited. Um, but my, my, um, brother splits custody of his, his daughter with his ex-wife. Um, so he only has to figure it out, you know, once a, once every other week or, or every other week for a week. Um, and, you know, right now he's a teacher, so he's out of school, you know, doing all of his stuff online. So mm-hmm. he's super blessed because when she comes, when she is with her dad, he's there for her, but they're right. super blessed because, you know, his wife owns her own business. So she works from home and, you know, he's now working from home so they can do that. But we've been talking a lot about his students. He's an elementary school teacher in a high risk area where most of the kids rely on their their teachers to take care of them for eight hours a day then they go home to their chaos and then they rely on their teachers to help them sort through all of this emotional chaos that they're going through when they come back the next day Mm -hmm. they're relying on the schools for food they're relying on the schools for for shelter to a degree for guidance and so for them not to have that all of a sudden my brother has been like super worried about his kids same thing with my mom. She's also a teacher. So she's been super worried about her babies too. Like, what are they going to do when we're kind of the only guidance that they get for most of the day? Yeah. So for me thinking of like what they're, what they're dealing with as parents and you know, what those kids' parents are dealing with. And I'm thinking like, it may call me selfish, but I'm so glad that I don't have to think about that right now because I don't know if I could. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I high, com- high, high commends to all the parents out there trying to figure this out. Absolutely. Like many, many prayers and blessings out for them, for sure. Um, for sure. Um, I think that 
I struggle. I know me personally, I struggle with not being able to see ahead of me. I'm a very future focused kind of person. I'm always like, okay, what's ahead? What's ahead? What's ahead? I don't spend a lot of, I don't spend any time really thinking about what happened. I don't, I I struggle a lot to think about what's happening right now. My life is lived in the future. And so to me, this whole situation is chaos for my soul because I don't know how to plan. I'm a planner. I'm like, no, I need to be able to see at least three steps ahead of me so I can figure out what's going to happen then so I can be prepared. Um, I'm a, I'm a hope for the best plan for the worst kind of person. So when I can't see what's ahead to do either one, I don't function well. So, um, I have actually not been handling this surrounded by uncertainty very well at all. I've been handling by sleeping a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think think normally, I think lately in the past couple of days, actually, it's been harder for me, but normally my normal outlook is winging it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I've been through so many life experiences where it's kind of like, again, my, my creed or my motto would probably be like, everything has a way of working itself out. I say it all the time. And it's, it's true. It does. It will. Cause life moves on. But I, I've found out that everything changes it's so quickly too. I can, you can plan uh, two weeks ahead and things could change immediately, you know, before mm-hmm. then a lot of things can happen in two weeks, a week, a weekend. Um, so it's really hard for me to be like, this is exactly what I'm going to do on so-and-so date and blah, blah, blah. It's hard for me to think like that, especially with my particular situation. So I wing it and I'm just like, whatever comes from it, comes from it. And it is what it is. And I have to roll with the punches because I get a lot of punches and it's maybe it's because I don't plan, but maybe not. I just, these are my cards, man. These are my cards. So <clears throat> I wing it. I'm a winger. You're a winger. I'm a winger. <laughs> Yes. You sound like a bat. <laughs> I'm a winged bat. Wait, all bats. <laughs> Ooh, not the baseball ones. What? what? I can't. Jokes on you. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, I know. I take it back. I'm sorry. So yeah, I think, um, I think there, there's probably going to be a part two to this where we start off answering the question, uh, what kind of adulting things were you struggling with before COVID-19? <laughs> that we're still struggling with in light of COVID-19. Because this is the podcast with color where we discuss our struggles with adulting. Because I think adulting is, um, I think adulting is a scam that they didn't warn us about when we were kids. Um. (laughs) Well, that's because they were attempting to prepare us for what they already knew without telling us the actual truth. I think if they were attempting to prepare us, they would have just said, listen, sit down little lamb. We don't want to scare you or anything, but you're in for the ride of your life. And we don't mean a good one. <laughs> I got the ride of your, you know, I got to tell you, if I, if I could go back in time to talk to me as a high schooler, maybe like 15, mm-hmm. I'd be like, listen, I know that you don't want to, but listen to me very carefully. Are you, you're not listening. Hey, hey, listen to me. Look at my eyes. I'm going to tell you one thing that you need to do trust me go to school be a lawyer probably a tax lawyer tax attorney just trust me just do it just do it work do that for a few years and you'll be set for life it's not going to be fun i can promise you that it's probably not going to be any fun but later it'll be fun because then you can do whatever the hell you want to do do not follow your dreams that's what i would tell myself <laughs> dreams are a scam do not follow your your damn dreams be an essential employee 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, I would go back in time and be like, I know this is gonna suck. I it's gonna suck. Uh, but you won't be losing anything. You won't be losing anything, I promise. I'm saving you from a lot of heartache. Trust me. Just go to school, go to law school, be a tax attorney, and uh, you'll thank me later. I promise. That's what I would tell myself. Honest um, to God. <laughs> I would give I would give little Brittany a uh, little B Little Brittany. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, uh, little B. <laughs> What's up, little B? Little baby B. Hello. Little baby B. <laughs> I would have given little B spoken slightly different advice. I would have told her to um, follow her dreams sooner and be more honest with herself. Because if I was super honest with myself when I was in high school and really pursued that, I probably would have gone um, into something along the lines of like production and entertainment, which I feel like would have put me in a a different kind of position. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for my path. Um, I'm not thankful for all the student loan debt that I have to pay off for a degree that Mm. I didn't really do anything with. Um, Mm. But I'm thankful for everything that I've learned along the way. But I definitely would have told her to pursue her dreams sooner because I feel like I'm living in reverse now. I'm chasing after, I'm, 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 I'm defining, redefining, solidifying, refining my dreams now and chasing them one step at a time while also now trying to be like this, this full-blown adult. Um, so I would have told her, go, go balls to the wall right now. <laughs> in college, like right now, get on every stage you can find, spit every poetry piece you can, take every opportunity you can to like refine this gift and then don't don't wait to have to do it later Uh, i'm thankful for it though because i i I wasn't this person then i feel like i'm fully myself now and it took me a long time to be fully myself and that that's just my that's just my path but the reason i would tell myself to do that is because i spent my younger life living in fear and now that i'm older i'm like you know f that um (laughs) and so i wouldn't I wouldn't tell myself, and even in light of this whole COVID, COVID crisis and all of that, I would still tell myself, no, go live ostentatiously, go follow your dreams. I don't care how ridiculous they sound to anybody else. We know we're awesome. So go do whatever is in your heart to do. Because the truth is, the truth is, eventually this will, you know, pass. We don't know what life is going to look like after, but it's not always going to be like, you know, quarantine crisis. I feel like on the other side of this, there is going to be, you know, a new normal, but still some semblance of things being okay. And I would hate to continue the trend that I've had, you know, my, through my younger life of living in fear because I don't know what's next instead of just going all the way out with what I really want to do and who I really want to be and not worry about the future. I've spent my entire life worrying about the future. I would have told my younger self to stop that and just take it all as it comes. I think that's great advice for yourself. You're you're self-aware enough to know that that's obviously good advice for yourself. I would, I wish I could say without cynicism that I would give myself better advice than that. But the best way to describe my pre-adult life is spinning a blind man around in circles about a hundred times and then telling him to roll a strike down a uh, bowling lane with no with no designated lanes you know what i mean you just got 10 pins at this open floor he's all dizzy and he's chucking the ball that is literally what my life was like i had zero guidance but a crap ton of talent Mm -hmm. and um without proper guidance 
um, especially for the mental aspect of what it takes to nurture and cultivate talent, I didn't have that, not even a little bit. And that's a shame. It really is. Yeah. So following all of that, it just led up to 25 years of heartache of attempting to do it on my own. And so that's, that's the best advice I can give to myself knowing what I didn't have growing up. Because if I really could change the past, I'd be like, uh, I want a really great father. Uh, both parents would have been great, great coaches from the get-go. Like I had great coaches by the time I turned 19, I had two really great coaches that taught me so much about myself. And um, they made me better in two years, better than I ever thought I could be. And if I would have had them from the beginning, from the jump, it would have been it would, I would, Olympics 2004, Olympics 2008, like it would have been, I would have been a totally different person and in a totally different place in my life, but I didn't. And so the best advice I can give to myself is like, hey, I'm going to spare you some heartbreak, but financially you will be okay and work hard. I have the brains to do whatever it is that I want to do um, and just do that and work really hard, save, be prudent, and you'll have a better second half of your life if you just put that work into it and now i'm just kind of stumbling all over the place uh i am currently that blind bowler <laughs> still and nothing has changed which again is why i gave myself my but it seems as a cynical advice but you're so pretty <laughs> that's totally something to be happy about you're so pretty uh, it doesn't it doesn't go far i've had um definitely doesn't work for dating apps i'll tell you that much um yeah no it doesn't go very far I'm just, I'm just trying to give you something to be happy about. I appreciate, I appreciate that. (laughs) You, your hair looks fabulous. Whatever 41 minute, 41 minute routine you did in the shower is working wonders for your curls today. Thank you, Pantene. (laughs) Honestly, it's nothing special. I just take a regular shower and I'll put like a leave-in conditioner with a, what do I use? It's, um, you know what? They're not paying me, so I'm not going to say it. There you go. This is not, you are not our No sponsor. free advertisement. <laughs> you are not our sponsor. But it smells oh, amazing. Gosh. It smells great. Oh, man. It's it's my favorite one. Uh, and I use it after my shower. Uh, I'll use other stuff every now and then, depending on like, the outcome that I want. And I'm always, my hair is a day two um, best hair day. It's never like the day, the day of shower. I have to sleep and kind of wrestle around a little bit and then it gets a little bit more volume. So it looks a little bit better. That sounds like Uh, a black woman in our natural hair. So there's that. There you go. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no free advertisement here. So Uh, gosh, I think this podcast episode is going to go into a second round. Um, I think next time we'll probably be talking about uh, we started we started the discussion of what adulting things were we struggling with before COVID-19 that have gotten better or have they gotten worse? Um, We can talk about what are we hopeful for in the future and what we want the future to, to be like. And that question we'll be answering is in the future when all of this is over, we will be or would like to be fill in the blank. Uh, but until next time, um, I am Be Spoke It, aka Brittany, and this is our second episode of Bay Street. Welcome to our neighborhood, and thank you for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Be Spoke It Media. You can check us out at our, our website, bespokeitmedia.com, and follow our ongoing and growing content. You can also follow Be Spoke It Media and Bay Street Podcast on Instagram at Be Spoke It Media and at Bay Street Podcast. Join us next time as we continue discussing life and the struggles of adulting with zero apologies. Until then, y'all stay safe out there. Um, Social distance, stay home, stay safe. Make sure we all get through this crisis alive and in one piece. Until next time, peace.
Peace out, friends.